Hey, do you want me to do the Feral Audio thing? Sure. How do you, what do, what do I say? Just go to Feral Audio and click on the Amazon.com portal. Yeah. And then that'll help support the artists on FeralAudio.com. And yep. uh, hey, buy a bunch of stuff and have a good time. Yeah, that's it. Do that. I think it just did. Oh. Oh, no. This is Drake. Why? Is this what Drake sounds like? Because this is this year's top contender for summer song. Really? Yeah, this song is garbage. Where'd you hear that? <laughs> we, I just, it sold the most. It's selling the most. Uh, That's the only requirement. It. The yeah. internet loves to crown the song of the summer now. It's a thing. But I think we need to put more thought into what this summer song stuff is, people. God, I agree. Drake's auto-tune rapping in this song sounds like a mopey robot. <laughs> Yeah, how is this summary? Yeah. I don't get how this is summary. Yeah. I don't want to hang out with this robot. And let, I don't want, I don't even want to give him a single measure of a dance, let alone one whole dance. It's this true. song is like a bottomless pit of disappointment. That's sad. It's just awful. It's depressing. Yeah. Let's I'm, do, I'm so glad I never listened to Drake before, and this is why. I was right. Let's do some cathartic play acting then. All right. Imagine Drake led into a room. It's dark. He sees a shadowy figure who says, Hey, Drake, what do you think of when you think of summer? Uh, and, and Drake says, uh, Let's see. Uh, desperation? Sad robots? Bummer Calypso music? Wrong! Oh. Uh, I'm on shuffle. <laughs> that was good too. <laughs> but it's okay. It's an easy edit to make. Okay, no, that's cool. Oh, we should that's keep fucking keep it. <laughs> Wrong. The lights explode on. It takes years for Drake's eyes to adjust. And when they do, he sees David Lee Roth raising his hands in a Christ pose. David Lee Roth lets Drake's awe and fear shower down upon him. As Canada's favorite black son shivers with fear in the corner, Diamond Dave screams, The summer is just like living in paradise, nerd! God, this is a good song. This is what you need in a summer song. A sense of freedom. A girl by your side rocking into the night in a sweet American ride. America! Summer is a blue-collar reward. Summer is cool in the heat. Summer is rock and roll. Mm. Fuck you, Drake. Mm. Take your one dance and get the fuck out of here. We're mm. taking summer 2016 back with a classic genre created by dudes who knew how to make summer feel good. Feel good! Yeah! Welcome. Welcome to Camaro Summer. Yes! Beyond This is the Beyond Yacht Rock Podcast. We're taking you on uncharted journeys through arbitrary genres and counting them down. Just like the subtitle of our podcast. My name is J.D. Riznar. Over there is Hollywood Steve Huey. Hey, what's up? I'm Hollywood Steve Huey. We got, Welcome to Beyond Yacht Rock. We got David Lyons over here. Good afternoon, or morning, or whatever it is where you are. And Hunter D. Stare. Hi, everybody! It's Hunter! <laughs> Woo! Um, Hunter has the best DJ voice of all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you guys are huge fans of the musical genre Yacht Rock, which is why you like us, we made the web show Yacht Rock. 
We like to throw a bone to a Yacht Rock song every week. And what are we listening to this week, Steve? Oh, man, JD. All right. Last, the last time I did a bone throw, I did Nielsen Pearson. So this time around, I'm doing the Larson Featon Band. <laughs> That's right. They're led by keyboardist Neil Larson and guitarist Howard Buzz Featon. Isn't it? Uh, I'm sorry. You say the name of the song. I'm Paltrow. This is Who'll Be the Fool Tonight? Unlike. See, there it was right there. Sounds like it's called Who Will Be the Fool Tonight. They took some liberties in the title. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a lovely contraction in the title, but they kind of enunciate. Mm-hmm. Maybe they ran out of room on the uh, album spine. That's, That's a very good point. Uh, unlike the Nielsen Pearson song, If You Should Sail, this is not about sailing, but it is about Yacht Rock's second favorite topic, which is fools. Uh, this song hit number 29 in 1980. It's the lead-off track from their self-titled debut, which also contains a non-Loggins Giorgio Moroder song called Danger Zone. There's a lot of Danger Zones out there. It's a very popular title for a there's, song. There's a lot of uh, thematic commonalities floating around the Yacht Rock multiverse. Yeah. One of the things is, uh, I was going to say in this Larson Feeton band, it might be Larson divided by Featon. <laughs> some, in in some a, iterations, in some iterations, it's a hyphen, and some there's a slash. Oh, okay, okay. And I believe on the graphics on the album, it's a vertical line. Ah, so may not. So be. it's they're splitting the difference okay. non-committally. Well, I was going to say that maybe Larson divided by Featon is equals yacht rock equals smooth. Yeah, good, equa- good, good formula. Because you know, apart, they're not necessarily the same thing. You know what I mean? Well, who? Larson and Featon, guys. Well, here's my research. Neil Larson did a... He's a keyboardist. He did a couple of jazz fusion albums before this little project. Buzz played on both of them. (laughs) Neil also did a lot of session work for acts, including Greg Allman, Ricky Lee Jones from the Women is Yacht episode, George Harrison, and the kicker for us, Kenny Loggins' albums High Adventure and Vox Humana. Good ones. Mm. Buzz also did that same session work for Ricky Lee Jones. Uh, he also did a little more jazz and R&B work. He played on Stevie Wonder's Songs in the Key of Life, all-time classic. He did some Aretha Franklin sessions. Also played with David Sanborn and Michael Brecker of the Brecker Brothers. He also played electric bass Ooh. for Jimi Hendrix and B.B. King mm. and was briefly in the Paul Butterfield Blues Band mm. and played with him at Woodstock. Great facts. We didn't ask Great for any, facts, any non-Yacht Rock facts, but thank you anyway. Well, I wanted to Th- interest me. These guys, uh, have long, the equation. these guys have long, successful careers despite never being stars on their own, and that's what we like to uncover. That's what I like about them, that these guys nailed the Yacht Rock song without the help of any like bonanza yacht rock session help they're just good enough to see you know what's going on and get it done themselves yeah they're versatile enough to pull it out like oh these guys are doing something we can do let's do it well that's partially true because there is a guy on here that we haven't talked about but he's very very important his name is lenny castro he was the go-to percussionist for Yacht Rock. And if you listen to this song, it's very... Let's start this song over. Okay. You can hear these uh, congas, I think? Anyway, that's... Mm. Mm-hmm. Congas or bongos? bongos? I, don't, I don't know the difference. Something, any percussion. That's Lenny Castro. He's he's on so many Yacht Rock songs and albums, I'm not even going to list them. But I could. I tried. He also got his big break with, I just want to get this out, he got his big break with Melissa Manchester, who we talked about in The Women in the Yacht. He then met the Pointer Sisters, who we talked about. Mm. And then he got hooked up with Jeff Pacaro, who's mm. like, hey, you're a percussionist. 
I'm a percussionist. Let's hang out and make some sweet, sweet music, and that's what happened. <laughs> Would, so you describe Lenny Castro as a as Bonanza Yacht Rock Session help? It's parse. Bonanza? Yeah, a little Bonanza. Okay. He's All a little right. bit Bonanza-ish. There's also one other guy on here who's in a lot of stuff. I, I don't know if I'd say he's Bonanza, but uh, Chuck Findlay. He was. Uh, he worked a lot with Steely Dan. He's a trumpeter, hmm. jazz guy. He was. A, he was a stalwart. If you needed a little brass section in there, yeah, a little go-to. Let's uh, let's play a little. Where are they now? With Larson and Featon. Uh, I looked this up too. According to recent publicity materials, Neil Larson is best known to Leonard Cohen fans as the foremost exponent of the Hammond B3. Oh God! Harking back to episode eight, uh, he played keyboards for Leonard Cohen from 2008 to 2000. 2013. Buzz Featon, meanwhile, has invented the Buzz Featon tuning system, which is available for retrofitting on your guitar, and he will tell you all about it with some really deep music theory stuff in the YouTube video that I watched to make sure I was pronouncing his name correctly. Buzz? <laughs> I, actually, I thought maybe it was booze. I found uh, I found this really rare CD from 1988 that was put out by Guitar Workshop of L.A. Ooh, and it's Buzz, and he's facing off against three other guitar players: Ted Castellucci, mm-hmm. who's best mm-hmm. known for writing the music scores for all those wonderful Adam Sandler films. Oh, classic! James Hara or Hara, a dude that played background music on Friends for an entire season. That's 24 episodes. I wonder how you get and, that uh, gig. And uh, a lesser-known guitar player named Jeff Skunk Baxter. Uh, who's Stretch that? it out. <laughs> oh, Baxter. There it is. Yeah. Cool. How's, how's that for a who's who of who gives a fuck? It's hey. a good list. Yeah. Thanks a lot. You got it. Uh, you guys ready to talk about Camaro Summer? Let's get summer? into this God, fucking yes. Camaro Summer, bro. Hear that oh. beef? Yeah, that's some... Summer beef, beef right driving. There. Some summer beef. Put it on the grill. Put that shit on the grill and season it up. So there was a summer in my life. I think I was 24. I'd broken up with my first ever long-term girlfriend and was planning mm-hmm. to move to LA in the fall. Yeah. That summer I was free, living yes. in Michigan with low stakes jobs and no attachments. So I decided to live life to the fullest. Yes. Because that's what summer's all about. I started bands. I drank beer by the pitcher. I made out with girls. I danced to rock and roll music. That's fucking freedom. The ethnic man of the, yeah. yeah, when did Steve become the unasked, <laughs> the unasked for hype man? I'm, I'm more Flavor Flav than Ed uh, McMahon. No, no. Uh, oh, no. Listen, to, listen back to this. In my head. Sorry, Diddy. Well, that, that summer was all about uh, picking up dollar vinyl and transferring it to tape so I could listen to it all in my dinky little Ford Aspire. Which, mm. when I was listening to beefy pop rock like this song, Chevy Nights by Survivor, this my, is fucking good. My little car felt like a Chevy Camaro. Went it, a couple miles a little faster as you press the foot down. It just felt like it drove like a truck. The Camaro is the underdog blue-collar American muscle car. And the music of this genre, Camaro Summer, reminds me of that magical summer of my life. I want to say about Dollar Vinyl, too, that picking up Dollar Vinyl is the genesis of the Yacht Rock web series. It really is. Yeah. Cheap Absolutely. music is, means people will listen to it. It's an important thing for all you kids to do. It's very important. So here's what I listen for in a Camaro Summer song. Piano breaks like this don't hurt. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's a song from a blue-collar perspective. The narrator or subjects have been working hard as mm-hmm. fuck. Mm-hmm. They're clock punchers. So this music provides a sense of lyrical and musical freedom, which comes both in major-scale music and in a powerful musical catharsis, usually of the chorus. Pressure is being released in these songs, mm. like a teenager being released from school for the summer or a worker punching out on Friday. And like a Camaro, the music has some beef to it. American beef. And it's super accessible. <laughs> Put it on the grill! Pretty much always in a major key. So, some quality hard rock, but taking a feel-good vibe. Mm. So summer doesn't necessarily refer to the season, but also the good vibes, the sunny, bright vibes. The music is also pretty fast. Uh, it feels like it's going somewhere. It's Mo- driving like you're in a car. Exactly. Most of these songs, this is the fun part, most of these songs were released between like 82 to 85, which was the longest stretch in history in which the Chevy Camaro outsold the Ford Mustang. <laughs> Ooh. It was the period That's... of the muscle car underdog winning for once. That's some deep research right there. It sure is. Lyrically, the songs don't have to mention the summer, but it certainly helps the case if it does. Uh, the sense of freedom is more important. Here are the five pillars of freedom you'll hear over and over again in these songs. Summer, cars, nights, weekends, and rock and roll. So basically, all these songs would sound perfect coming from a Camaro cruising a beachfront street in the mid-80s. And I think it's interesting that, to me that although girls are frequently included in these songs as well, they are not one of the five pillars of freedom. Because the sense of possibility that comes from that desire is more important than the actual consummation of that desire. Also, every single rock and roll song in the universe is about fucking chicks. Yes, that is also (laughs) correct. This is a song by Night Ranger called Interstate Love Affair. It didn't make the countdown because I learned about it too late. Oh, you put it up! Since we have some time here. Now, let me ask you, J.D., because I felt one of the themes of Camaro Summer was nostalgia. Like, Mm -hmm. by the time... Everyone on this list uh, was singing these songs. They were millionaires. And they were singing about a, a simpler time when, you know, they were still at a chase sniz, when it was just handed to them mm-hmm. on, a, on a plate with five other snizzes. Absolutely. Nostalgia is a huge part of this genre. You know, people are talking about the old cars they had, listening to the radio, fucking yeah. girls in the back seat. Yeah. It's all there. <laughs> You'd have a real hard time getting a girl in the back seat of that Aspire. <laughs> I know. It was tough. <laughs> yeah. There was was a back your seat? seats went back, though, right? Uh, they did. They yeah. did. You can kind of turn into sort of a bed. Yeah. Not that I ever fucked in the Ford Aspire, but no. Even when you have a hood like that, I was open to it. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've, you got. I know you're you're kind of getting down on the Canadians, but I really feel like the Camaro Summer has a has has a real firm pull to the Northmen, the men of the North. Oh, oh like absolutely. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. When that, summer only lasts 15 minutes. <laughs> even, exactly. You gotta even get the, it all in. Even the people in the Great White North, they really know. They've had their Camaro in their in their garage all summer long. They want to polish it up. They want to hit out there like a shotgun. Got a little it is a starter, hot, hot night. Gotta get a little starter fluid in the carburetor yeah. to make sure it turns over I mean, about you really ap- You really appreciate summer when you come from when, when winter's the longest eight months of the year. Yeah. And you really get a sense 
songs. But these are written by dudes who appreciate summer. Yeah, a lot of these songs. And the nostalgia aspect too. I feel like they're also they're trying to they're trying to get back to not just the simpler times of before they were stars, but also before all their dude friends hooked up and got married. They had nothing better to do but hang with the fellas. Yeah. Although I could be projecting as the only <laughs> single man in the room right now. Well, it's time to kick off Steve's Camaro summer. Let him think back to simpler times. Let's get to the countdown. Yes! 10. We know this song. We all know wait, this wait, song. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. It's coming. Is this it? No, it takes a while. This oh. is Van, Van Hagar. Yeah, say with, it right. Uh, summer Nights. There it was. There it was. That's the sound of a turd about to drop. So this this song is. If anyone well, knows constipation, it's you, Dave. I got the opposite problem. <laughs> I can't even believe you make full turds. <laughs> no, it's I couldn't clog a screen. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Van Hagar with Summer Nights, ladies and gentlemen. Summer. This is a song that I that I that first came to mind when I thought of this genre. So why is it number ten? Uh, well, listening to more songs that fit the genre, I realized this one fell short in a couple ways. First of all, while the chorus is amazing catharsis, the verses have a bit of a minor scale tone that kind of takes away from the song being 100% fun. I absolutely agree with you. I will admit this chorus is pretty fucking great. Yes, ab- the, absolutely. The rest of the song's a little muddled and forgettable. Uh, and Hagar lets you uh, know it right off the bat with that turd grunt. <laughs> the narrator of this song is also way has way too much time on his hands. He's not like a blue-collar guy. The verses, he seems bored and listless not slaving away from waiting for the weekend to start. And this is Sammy Hagar's personality, you know, especially in this song. He has more of the vibe of a homeless beach bum than uh, a blue-collar guy punching the clock. Yeah, he just joined Van Halen. He was no longer blue-collar. He was rolling in dough. Yeah, he was, his money, he was on the money train. And he wasn't... He's and not necessarily heading to Cabo in this song, so he's a little, yeah. you know... This is the prelude to Cabo. Yeah. Um, it has the same unmemorable verses as Cabo Wabo, though. How dare you... <laughs> but um, this is a super fun song, and it fits the genre nicely. It's about summer, which helps. Uh, there's a lot of to- talks of parking lots and radio, so that implies cars and rock and roll, a couple of the pillars of Pillars, yeah. summer. Pillars. And it's got all the right kinds of freedom. Maybe too much freedom, but there's an underlying darkness as well. So it's a great fit for the genre, just not the iconic ideal that I thought it was. It's it's uh this is the type of sort of desperation and, and malaise that you get from being a southern bunch of Southern California boys in the summer. It's just it, you know it's just your average day. Yeah, you don't appreciate it. No, you're not, yeah. you're not like you're not shot out. Yeah, you're quite like cannon. I've been having fun since March. Yeah, yeah. Now it's August. I'm well, ready for three the years fall. ago. <laughs> I think this could also be a foreshadowing of of Sammy's eventual move to Mexico, where he just spends all the time in a tropical climate and and it's it's yeah like it's, it's year round. He doesn't have as much energy as he anticipated because it's so hot and humid so it just makes him more inclined to to just kick back with Guy Fieri <laughs> here's the here's the weird guitar solo now it gets I, a little dark yeah it gets really dark for some reason I'm not sure what's happening in the story of the song here it's almost like uh, Sammy Hagar's being super fun like hot summer nights it's my time of the year <gasps> and then it takes his, and then the camera like pans over like Sammy's having a good time mm-hmm. in his Camaro and it pans over and like Eddie Van Halen's murdering 
killing someone on the beach. <laughs> I think he's just reminiscent of a time when his front man could rock kick higher than mid-shin. <laughs> Probably. Anything else in this one, boys? Dave, did you see oh, these guys? Oh, yeah, I saw these guys in 92. Third worst Van Halen concert I've ever seen. <laughs> Sorry, JD, I apologize for him. Nine. Yeah. Kiss. Crazy, yeah. crazy. Isn't it a song for everybody out there? Everybody? Yeah, everybody. Right off the bat, Paul Stanley's bitching about the man who's the man's keeping him down. Uh, so anyone's drilling rivets in some factory all day, this notion is going straight to their hearts. This song hits on two of the pillars of freedom. In this case, a night full of rock and roll helps the working man blow off steam. It's got a bit of an, a chant in it, too. So it's well, most Kiss songs. Crazy, yeah. Crazy, so when you so when you just want a sweet ass softball game, <laughs> you and your buddies can yeah. be singing this yeah. at the bar. Like, crazy, yeah, they're they're known as anthemic. Yeah. Well, I will say Paul Stanley trying to commiserate with a blue collar man is pretty funny. To me. <laughs> I mean, he's a millionaire who's been rocking for over the course of two decades by the, the time this song was was put out, and he never ever ever even lifted a finger to learn how to sing or play guitar. <laughs> He's terrible. But that doesn't make the song bad. No. I love 80s kids. No. Yeah, he does work the mic, though. He works the mic as well as he does uh, during a song, as in between the songs. It, like, I'm sure people have heard the uh, just the string of him talking. It's fucking phenomenal. He's a poet in between the songs. Oh, my God. Anybody want to get high? <laughs> and Anybody he's all... hear, like, cold gin? It's like, just like, what the fuck are yeah. you talking about, Paul? You know, Why didn't you save that for the song lyrics? Oh, listen to this, guys. Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this keychain. Get chain. in this structure. Here we go. Here yeah. we go. Oh. Yeah. This keychain happens in the middle of the song. Yeah. Usually they save it for the end. And they do it again at they the end. multiple key changes. That's yeah. almost unheard of. Because it's just a chant this after you won the softball tournament. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really incredible. Like, if I were climbing Everest, I would want this song on my Walkman. So if I made it almost to the top, that key change <laughs> would get, get help me take those last two steps. Yeah. yeah. I want to break this down a little bit because a big part of why I don't like Kiss that much is that when they, when they hit on a good hook like this one, they don't develop it anymore. They don't build or release any tension. They just coast on it for the rest of the song. And I feel like this song is a cut above because they came up with a good hook. Then they developed it a little bit more with that fucking amazing key change. And then they coasted on that for the rest of the song. Like, hey, that worked great. Let's do it over and over and over. But to be fair, that key change by itself does make this one of the better Kiss songs. And also, to be fair, you think Kiss started in 1982. No, I just don't <laughs> care about Kiss before oh, 1982. Okay. Okay. Saw these guys on their farewell tour back in 99 with Nugent and Skid Row. <laughs> Fucking who, rocked. Who was the best of those three bands? Oh, I missed the first two. <laughs> these are good bumpers. Sound like Meatloaf songs a little bit. It was number eight. Somewhere in there he said eight. It was it, this these bumpers are made for the Jim Steinman episode by our friend Matt Lee. Yeah. And, and I we forgot, forgot I forgot he sent them to me. Thanks, Matt. But they fit really They fit here. really well for this episode as well. Listen to this voice. The voice of a of a weird angel. <laughs> a weird lantern jawed angel. This is Michael Bolton's Paradise off his nineteen eighty three album. 
Michael Bolton. This album's awesome. It's his, an awesome hard rock album. His second uh, titular album. Yeah. Michael Bolotin was the other one. I think we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, this, this feels more like his natural musical habitat yeah. to me than, than his the soul covers he got famous with later. This album is, is great. A lot of it is great. Um, you can hear from this song, um, it's fun from the get-go. Like, this is the tone I'm looking for in Camaro Summer. Nothing's going wrong in the music here. It's all positive. Positivity. It's it's a little light on the beef, so I would say that this is like an, an 84 Chevy Camaro Berlinetta, which I used to drive. It was the Camaro for women. I love that car. Um, and, and it was uh, it was like a little daintier, but it still drove yeah. like a truck. I really like that little dial uh, day planner you had in the roof console, where you could set the date, the time, and then an oddly specific uh, like appointment. Mm-hmm. What were some of the others on there? Like party. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember what else. A was. Dentist was one. Yeah. <laughs> Rocking. I, I got a dental appointment. I better put it up here. Yeah, on but my it was it was the same, the same kind of dial that you'd see on a uh, a combo bike lock. Wait, okay, wait a minute. After all that setup with the Ford Aspire, you're just going to drop this bombshell that you later acquired a Camaro? Like an actual Camaro, and it, and you dropping it at number eight? Well, listen. This bad dramatic pacing, man. It's, it's, it's poor narrative structure. This should be the thrilling climax of this episode. I know. If this if this kind of kind of lighter, like, womanly song, Camaro Summer song, was further in the countdown, it would have brought up then. But i got to bring up the Berlinetta. Yeah. With, with a that was a like wonderful this. car. Um, I'm glad that there was a happy epilogue to this whole the, to your to your summer of, of, of breakup and living free oh of course um, this song here I love how needlessly reassuring it is the lyric is it's all right here in paradise yeah no shit Michael Bolton this is paradise <laughs> especially because paradise is a metaphor for a vagina yeah or David, be, David Lee Roth knew it yeah well to be more classy it's a metaphor for being in bed having sexual fuckings with a lover right and of course best kind yeah of, of course it's all right when you're having consensual consensual sex it's a no brainer uh, I, I feel like this dude is tied down with a lady a little bit like he might be a bummer if he's if she's not with him he might be crazy yeah, is he the kind of guy who, like, he'll hook up with a lady and then he just disappears? Yeah. Uh, like he just doesn't hang out anymore? Maybe. But, but if that's what makes you feel free during your Camaro summer, by all means, stay no with your lady and be a bummer around your friends. You're getting laid. <laughs> I still think the David Lee Roth Paradise uh, song is better, though. Th- I, I just want to say that uh, 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 a famous Northman, Aldo Nova, was was doing the synth House, on this. Aldo of House Nova? Yeah, Aldo of House Nova <laughs> was was uh, on this Bolts album, he, he teaching the man what summer means. Oh, listen to is this. Is Michael Bolton from House Bolton? Does he have, like, a flayed man listen. banner when he goes into battle? Oh, I missed it. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I was trying to get you to this. I don't know the time code, but it was there's this phenomenal trademark Bolton vocal fail coming out of the bridge. He totally overreaches. Oh, it's fuck. great. It's great. Listen to it on your own ah. time. Yeah. So, I'm sorry. I, I no, we got to step on to... it with my Game of Thrones joke. Okay. No. Seven. Got the crossfade on, maybe a little too heavy. It's fine. One of the signatures of Camaro Summer is that the protagonist has very few problems. 
very few conflicts in these songs. Like he's out of work now. That's the that's yeah. the end of the conflict. Yeah, he's having fun. <laughs> but this song by Ario Speedwagon has the most serious issue a protagonist will have to deal with on this countdown. This guy has one too many girlfriends, boys. Oh. And that's what we call a Camaro summer problem. This Ario Speedwagon, one too many girlfriends. It's really an interesting problem. Like, how many is one too many? I mean, uh, clearly one is too few, but is two the right number? Is three the right number? Is it four? Maybe it's not a girl at all. I don't I don't know. How many is too many? I think this guy's looking for a boyfriend. Oh. It is Kevin Cronin. Maybe that's the, maybe that's the problem. You know, I kind of thought about that, but there's a line in there about, you know, ladies. Maybe it's a metaphor. I, I for think, dudes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think this is just, this is this song is the plot of a, a screwball comedy with like three or four shots of nudity in it that I would have stayed up late on the weekends to try and catch on HBO yeah, back in I'd, the 80s. I recommend Screwballs. That's a good one. Um, this song was a Hard Bodies, too. That's a good one. Spring Sorry. Break. That's a good one. Mm. Blame It on Rio. That's a good one. Um, so, this song was a fun find for me. I poured over a lot of popular hard rock band albums from this period, and I was shocked at how rare True Camaro Summer can be. Then I found this one while taking a stab on the speed wagon, boys. It has a nice nostalgic rock and roll groove, and a lot of it happens in a car. I, there, there are not that many people left in America that will pour over REO Speedwagon album tracks looking for undiscovered hidden gems, and that's a goddamn shame. That's our job. Yeah. Pour over shitty bands' albums to listen for hidden gems. Deep cuts, man. Um, and this is a good one. This is a good deep cut from REO Speedwagon. Yeah. The lyric is, uh, one too many girlfriends, too little feeling left. Has no feeling left in his dick, boys. As two or more girlfriends have been fucking his dick raw. Oh, that's tough when it happens. Yeah, this is from Kevin Cronin, though, one of the cheesiest dorks in rock and roll. <laughs> but I wouldn't be surprised if it was a true story. Fucking Kevin Cronin. Yeah, he would definitely write about it if it happened to him. <laughs> I had two girlfriends. <laughs> I saw that cheesy dork live on stage at Pine Knob, and it was gonna storm, like it was gonna rain, and everyone's like, "Oh God, it's an outside venue. What are we gonna do?" And he comes out, and he's like, "Hey, it's the only rain, the only ride in the storm." out that's gonna happen is gonna be on stage tonight. That was a lot like Paul Stanley. And he was totally like taken aback by how bored everybody was Steve with his uh, did he, presence. Did he, did, did he then launch into the song? Yeah. No, no okay, actually, that was no. The no they that saved was it. not the intro they, to the No, song? they saved it for mid-set and then oh, ended Jesus. with uh, Them Covers Gloria. Steve has a much better story. Alright. <laughs> Here's my story about seeing Ario Speedwagon. A few years after college, I was supposed to go see Styx and Ario Speedwagon together, also at Pine Knob. Classic lineup. Yep. Uh, with a friend from my old honors college. College dorm. Uh, he'd bought the tickets, then he completely forgot about the show. He never showed up. And this is before cell phones, so I had no way of checking in with him, like, uh, are you coming, dude? Like, what's what's going on? Did you remember? So I'm just standing outside Pine Knob, like, I've driven two and a half hours to this fucking venue from Big Rapids, wondering what the fuck I'm supposed to do, and I'm just, like, circling around in a, in a daze, and lo and behold, Sitting on top of a plastic trash bin is an extra ticket. Somebody just left it there for a guy like me to come along and find and get into the show for free. And I saw the shit out of those bands and say what you will about their music, but their fans are good fucking people. That's what I call a Camaro Summer Miracle. God damn. 
This is Survivor. <laughs> yeah, it is. Feels like love. In my research, I found few entities that deliver on Camaro Summer quite like Y&T, yeah. Journey, the Van Halen family, both, which includes Sammy and Dave's solo stuff. I like that you count them as separate bands. Yeah, and this band right here, Survivor. There's, four, there's four bands in the Van Halen family. The solo stuff of the two dudes and mm -hmm. incarnations with the yeah. two dudes. I'm really glad you put this on here. Like, I am not familiar with Survivor past their uh, Rocky soundtrack songs. Uh, and I dug this, and I'm looking forward to uh, listening to more and more of these. So thank you, J.D. And our friend Ernie has talked them up to me, but I've never investigated, and that's a mistake on my part, clearly. Um, From what I've been hearing on this show, I need to dig in way deeper. Um, if you have a memory that lasts uh, about a half hour, you remember that I, I did Survivor's Chevy Knights up mm -hmm. at the time. Yep. I remember, and yeah. it was great. Um, the next song after Chevy Knights on their Premonition album was called Summer Nights, which was a tad ballady for this countdown, but awesome nevertheless. I also considered Didn't Know It Was Love and High On You, and that was just scratching the surface of Survivor's uh, uh, Camaro Summer songs. That that uh, Premonition album is like a Camaro Summer concept album. The, mm. the, the song after the third song after this song was is called a poor poor man's son so boom bang right off the top you get camaros you get summers and you get blue collar wants and needs fun, back to back to back fun fact about that sylvester stallone heard uh, poor man's son and said uh, write me a song like that for rocky and they wrote eye of the tiger oh so he's inspired by a camaro summer that's, that's right. where rocky came from man um, so Survivor just makes a ton of crazy positive music for blue-collar dudes. And I've always dismissed them as cheap a cheap journey rip-off, rip which, make no mistake, they totally are. But that's a good thing yeah, to be, is yeah. a cheap journey rip-off. Yeah. But now I really want to give them a second chance. I will look for some more gems. Yeah, this, this, this is beef and potatoes right here. This is American beef with a side dish, but there's no carrots because vegetables are for wusses. That's right, right Hunter. Unless they're French fried. Yeah, American grill. style. Put them on the grill! Put those French fries on the grill! Yelling! <laughs> I'd America! Like think, I'd like to think that uh, that Clubber Lang listened to this song right after he uh, he listened to Eye of the Tiger. He lost to Rocky after Eye of the Tiger. Whoa, spoiler alert. Yeah, sorry. I'd like to think that he kind of drove back drove out of that stadium and was like, you know what? I was a champion. I I'm going to have a Camaro summer. I don't care if I lost. That's the spin-off movie or the reboot that's yeah. about Clubber Lang's son. He, he put on the next track, <laughs> which is this. Um, so the pillars of Camaro summer in this song, it takes place on a Saturday at night, and there's a suggestion of cars. Pillars of freedom. Boom. There we go. Oh. Here we go. America! All right. America! Rip off your rubbers, everybody, because I want you to feel this one. Can I take it off slowly? Here we are in New Hope, Pennsylvania, <laughs> to listen to some ween. I feel it. One of the best goddamn bands in the world. This episode's going to drop shortly after 4th of July. So this one's called Freedom of 76. And it's about the city of Philadelphia. And it hits all the Philadelphia importance. Mm -hmm. Freedom. A cracked Liberty Bell. 
a hoe on South Street, <laughs> mannequin being filmed at Woolworths. This is very important. Boys to Men singing Motown Philly and Fairmount Park. I feel like I don't even have to go to Philly. And freedom. After you listen to this song. Question about Ween. Was Ween the first white guys to do soul as a satire of themselves? I can't think of another one. Maybe. Possibly? Possibly Todd Rundgren. There may have been a... I don't, think, have, I don't know if this was on purpose. Yeah, he may... It's he, hard to tell with him because his tongue is can be planted so firmly in his cheek. Exactly, uh, exactly. And he did a lot of soul. So one of those might have crossed. Right. Well, but the, when Ween does it, it's pretty credible. Yeah, it's, it's on the it's, nose. Absolutely, and that's the thing. They can do a lot of different genres. They can genres. do anything they fucking want to. These guys were formed in 84, and uh, their names, not their real names, were Gene and Dean Ween. And they have the most eclectic work of amazing songs I've ever heard from mm -hmm. one band. Mm -hmm. I personally recommend the country album, 12 Country Greats, which is filled with 10 amazing songs. 12 <laughs> Golden Country Greats. Thank you, Steve. Just satire and irony all around these guys. And their seafaring album, The Mollusk, which is nothing short of a genius mix of sea shanties, show tunes, and prog rock. That's an incredible album. I'd also recommend their film debut, the movie It's Pat, where they play <laughs> Don't Get Too that, Close huh? to My Fantasy, the same song that my friends played at my dad's memorial service. D Ween runs deep didn't, in my heart. <laughs> Sorry. Didn't uh, 12 Golden, Golden Country Greats have 12 songs, but two got cut? Because they were that's, too... That's the theory. There's a lot of theories surrounding it. Also had a they sticker. Were too risque. Also had a sticker on the front that said nominated for three Grammys. <laughs> <laughs> but wasn't true. Uh, what else is in there? Is in the state let's of... Let's talk about Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania a little bit. Well, our, our number one famous fan, Questlove. Sub Quest. Gathered the roots in Philly in 87. Let's not forget Motown Philly by Boys to Men. Well, you, you mentioned that. Uh, who I hope never ch change her name to uh, Men for Boys. Uh, 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 and who can tracks territory? Who can forget Philadelphia was birthplace of the instrument known as the glass harmonica, mm -hmm. which was a bunch of spinning bowls that you rubbed your wet fingers on. Uh, that was uh, invented by Ben Franklin. Yeah, the first musician from I'll, Philadelphia. We'll listen to this song again. Yeah, it's a good song. Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about Philly soul a little bit. Philadelphia soul. Pound for pound, the coolest fucking mu music came out of the Philly soul scene. Mm -hmm. and pound for, mm -hmm. for pound. You had the Delphonics, Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, the Stylistics, and Three Degrees who did the song Sop or The Sound of Philadelphia. Which was the theme to Soul Train. Boom. Uh, and, and yeah, we I, I, we I looked this up a little bit and two of the best-known Philly soul groups, the OJs and the Spinners, were not actually from Philly, but they came there and they signed with the Philadelphia International Label, right. which was run by master producers and songwriters Kenny Gamble and Leon Huff. And Kenny Gamble was born in Philly. I think Leon Huff was from New Jersey. And Grover Washington Jr., I don't think he wasn't from there, but he, there's a huge mural of him. He's on Yeah, he the moved there when Philly. he was like 24. And he's, uh, didn't he do a uh, Sixers song? Yeah, he did. He loved the, the 76ers, and he dedicated the song Let It Flow to Dr. J, Julius Irving. All right, boom. Oh, can I say Hall and Oates so we don't get any Twitters? And Todd yeah. yes. and Bob Dylan. I mean, yeah. might as well throw yeah. And don't right, forget that Poison started out in the capital city of Harrisburg. Not to mention Cinderella and Brittany Fox. They're from Pennsylvania as well. Let's get back on that. God bless you, Pennsylvania. Hey, yeah. I got a I got a, a special Chevy Camaro bus today. Oh. It's got a Camaro, oh, wow. Camaro bus. That thing looks weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's <laughs> There's a, a pool on the back. Let's get back uh, on it. Hot tub. <laughs> Thank you. 
The synth rhythms. Oh boy! The synth rhythms in this song. Am I right, guys? It almost sounds like a little bit like a warrant, like an intro to a warrant ballad, but it, it kicks in pretty quick. It's a really, really good song. This I've never heard find. a warrant ballad with high NRG since in the beginning. Oh, so like good. heaven? Doesn't it have some like synthy shit in the beginning? Yeah, but it's real slow and lugubrious. Oh, this is this is a <laughs> this is Quiet Riot main attraction, and this song is epic. Damn! Like, this song puts you in the middle of what is likely an outdoor concert in what is likely the heart of the summer. The first lyric, "There's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's rock and roll," implies your life of hard work is not fun. Luckily, rock and roll is here to make your life worthwhile. Thank God. This is the ultimate example of rock and roll as a pillar of Camaro summer. I want to know how the fuck you found this song. Like, what was it that made you say to yourself, eh, there's some, probably some hidden gems in the Quiet Riot back catalog? Because nobody else in the world that I know of thinks that. Like, why did you listen to this song from QR3? I, Quiet Riot was just a hard rock band that came to mind, and of course, they delivered as many of them do. Yeah. Almost all hard rock bands you can think of. Um, not necessarily metal bands, but the hard rock hard bands rock, yeah. deliver on, on at least one Camaro summer song in this era. And uh, shout out to John Purdell, who uh, sat in on the synths on this song, because the synth wasn't a wasn't a thing necessarily that Quiet Riot did or any of these guys, but he was yeah. like he was the go-to guy for hair metal dudes to get get some synth in their song. Yeah, I, I feel like metal fans would have heard this back in the day. You keyboards, but this is like this song is way better than Quiet Riot's reputation suggests that it would be at this point in their careers. Indeed, and welcome back into the national conscience main attraction. Welcome back. So, according to this song, a Quiet Riot concert is guaranteed to break the chains that bind you. And that's oh, just like in that Journey song. Yeah, that's a bold statement right there. I believe it. I don't think Quiet Riot got a lot of uh, at, uh, requests for refunds. I've seen Quiet Riot in concert, and it absolutely, I would say 68% of the time, it absolutely delivers that. But the other 32%, there's a lot of like weird Led Zeppelin covers. And Jizzy Pearl's in the band now. Jizzy Pearl's in the band, Jizzy right. Pearl of Love Hate. Uh, Kevin Dubrow, no longer with us. R.I.P. Um, R.I.P. This song proves that you don't need a car or mention summer in a song to make it feel like Camaro summer. Imagine this coming out of a Camaro pulling up to some Saturday night beach kegger. Mm. Hey guys, Chaz is here and his Camaro. The party can start! Woo! Beach keggers are what you do in summer. Absolutely. Yeah. This was their. Uh, Just don't take album. any glass bottles on the beach. Um, this song is in the same vein of Kiss's Crazy Crazy Nights. It's a song about the glory of rock concerts. And I haven't heard too many of these kinds of songs that miss the mark. They're all created by dudes for whom rock and roll is literally their god. He gives, he gives them their money, their fame, their lifestyles, and yet they put more passion into them than any traditional religious musicians put into their garbage Christian music. So basically, if you're wondering what to worship these days, follow the passion. Go to where the passion is. Rock and roll is the best god. Hail! And you can prove that there's rock and roll. <laughs> Four. Ooh. Journey wrote this hard rock song for the Blue Collar Man. They wrote tons of hard rock for the Blue Collar Man. They have a lot of Camaro summer songs, but this is my favorite. This is Keep On Running. 
Are you pumped up yet? Yeah, this is a damn good song. You know, I wanted a different one in this place, but the more I've been listening to it, while I still don't agree 100%, this song is a goddamn jam, and I can't wait to get in my Camaro and go, uh, what, plow some dudes? What are we, what are we plowing talking? dudes. Yeah. Yeah, whatever, cool. whatever makes your summer the most yeah. fun. It's Camaro it's Freedom. Summer. Freedom. Um, it's the freedom of 76. This song kicks off with pure anticipation for the weekend to start. The first verse takes place in the last 45 seconds of a Friday night overtime shift. Ah, oh, fucking Friday night overtime. And by oh. the time the chorus starts, we are in our Camaro and running. Here we go. And we keep on running. This song has a ton of great lines. Boss man owns a heart of stone. Got me by the hour, but my blue collar. Ooh, you're squeezing me too tight. Oh, so they specifically reference a blue collar. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Cruising with my baby, thinking just about maybe we'll find some black backseat rhythm and blues. Steve Perry is a very special kind of poet. I love the fact about Journey, and you know way, way more than, about Journey than I do, but I love the fact you keep introducing me to new Journey songs, and I really hope like 50 years, well, we're not living that long, but 20 years from now, <laughs> you're going to show me another Journey song that I haven't heard before, and it's going to rock just as hard as all the others. I this is what we're going to do at the retirement home together. Yeah. Um, this song feels like a great weekend. It just kicks off and never stops. It's always cranking into a higher gear until Steve Perry just going off the rails. And what does he say? He says something like... Keeps on running and makes you want to jump and shout, go ahead. I'm obviously doing him no justice, but he's at the top of his register, and I guarantee you Michael Bolton was in the next studio and heard Steve Perry going off, and like, I'm going to try that, and then his voice cracked. And I keep it anyway. Ah! Keep it on the album. I love it. Yeah. And don't don't there forget. It is. It's don't, right there. And he really for- fucking hits it on this one. Don't forget. There's also a, a stealth, amazing guitar solo by Neil Sean in this. that sounds there like heroism. There it is. So good. <sighs> um. Totally underrated. And even though this song, the lyrics imply that Steve Perry is running away from his factory job and never coming back, I'm pretty sure he'll be back on Monday. But he's giving you the key to get psychologically the most out of your weekend. Live your weekend like you're never going back to work. That's how you get the most out of it. Yeah, unless you end up in jail, which is uh, something that <laughs> when I worked construction, it was a, it was always a crapshoot on Monday who was going to make it past the weekend, which is interesting. Uh, because uh, they usually show up around Wednesday, and those dudes, uh, they li- they drove 80s Camaros and listened to this music, and it was 1997. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a question here. Hunter, you, you, you've you actually held down a blue-collar job. Sure. Yeah. Has anybody else in this room ever held down a blue-collar job? Yeah, I built houses yeah. with my old man over a couple summers. Okay. Yeah. I fixed pallets in a big pallet yard. I have never held down a blue-collar job because I was not gifted with the body to perform physical labor. Let's beat the shit out of after the podcast. Yes. <laughs> Three on one, gonna be fun. There it is. Yes! This is the band Y&T, which, yes. which stands, <laughs> that stands for Yesterday and Tomorrow, but it should be called Yesterday Nor Tomorrow because there has not been a single song like this before or after. This is Summertime Girls. Yeah. It was yesterday and Today. This song. Fuck. I don't know. I'm, I'm all fucked up in the head now. Sorry, Deb. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no. That was a good You point. might be right. Yeah. 
This song subs up everything I love about this era of metal. Mm -hmm. It kicks ass, it sounds great, it doesn't take itself too seriously, it's not pretentious. And the music video is, is kind of a missing link between Twisted Sister and David Lee Roth. It's not flat out slapstick, it's not like a, a, a mini stupid film. It's just this this great little comedy bit full of gags. It's cool it's dudes. Fun. It's cool dudes trying to be funny, which yeah. is always yeah. good for entertainment. And it's great yeah. to watch. Yeah. Like, oh, this guy's on the beach with a metal detector, and the way he finds this metal dude in the sand is because of all of his wrist spikes. Oh, what a great, <laughs> what a great little gag! Ooh, 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 ooh. Um, this song is a manual for picking up girls on the beach. Forget about all those creepy pickup seminars you can get where they charge you a bunch of money for garbage advice. <laughs> Y&T is all you need. Step one, appreciate the women. Mm -hmm. Step you two, let your insane horniness for these summertime girls be your guide. To step three, read their body language, talk to them, but don't come on too strong. And to gain confidence, imagine you can have them all. Yeah, you're the man. I, when you first explained this genre, this was the first song that popped into my head of what was going to be on this list. Me too. Uh, for yeah. me, it was the second song after Just Like Paradise. And it's number three, so imagine what we have coming up. Holy moly. Yeah, what the fuck could beat this you in know what terms I, of Camaro Summer? You know what I found interesting? Lars Ulrich from Metallica and Trey Spruance from Mr. Bungle both credited Y&T as getting him into rock and roll. Yeah, this really? is... Yeah, they're from Oakland. Y&T is a really... Cool shit. Yeah, they're a really underrated American heavy metal band. It's just kind of like straight ahead. Uh, and, and their earlier stuff is a little harder and heavy, heavier than this. Um, still pretty straightforward, but but they kick a lot more ass than they're given credit for yeah, kicking. Absolutely, and they've also uh, been around a long time. Yeah, yeah like since the seventies, uh, maybe seventy-two. Yeah, at least seventy-seven. Yeah, I, I want to say seventy-four. I saw these guys live at one of those Rock Never Stops tours uh, with uh, Cinderella Rat and Enough's Enough, mm -hmm. and they held their own with all of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Check out check out their uh, their Earthshaker album. It's really good, really good. And uh, the song Mean Streak also from a different. I think from the album Mean Streak. It's gonna rock your fucking world. And they'll be on the San, the Santa Barbara Pier on Friday. No, not August. Santa not Santa Barbara, Santa Cruz. Oh, August fourth, August fifth, I think. Friday. August 5th. Anyway, yeah, the same pier where they shot uh, Tim Capello's sax part in oh, uh, Lost, Lost Boys. Boys. Wow. wow, what a show! What a fucking summer! What a yeah, that's how. <laughs> Boom. Perfect bumper. Perfect bumper. Yeah. That was a perfect lead into this song. Perfect bumper. Somebody told Van Halen, hey, you don't have a song about a car. So they wrote one. Panama is the name of David Lee Roth's iconic 1951 Mercury. I read a story on a car collector's message board about how David Lee Roth bet someone he could drive that old car from L.A. to New York. Then he secretly dropped the old body onto a newer chassis, filled the thing with girls and coke, and drove all night and day across the country. If that's not the essence of Camaro Summer, I don't know what is. You <laughs> blew my mind, because I always thought this song was about Panama City, Florida, like, which is not the best spring break destination, but no. I, I assumed the tourist uh, board uh, paid David Lee Roth a bunch of money. And oh, you thought it was Panama City? I yeah. thought it was 
about Panama, the country. The canal? Yeah, well, not the canal, but the, the bay around uh, No, I thought it was Panama City, Panama. Florida. I'll tell you, Panama City's great. Fort Lauderdale's great. Any any city with a beach trip that you can drive down to your Camaro and lower your sunglasses mm -hmm. when you see those foxy bikini ladies yeah. walking by. And this, this song evokes that very nicely. I'd like to see a movie like that made now. Unironically. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very important film about yeah. beach cruisers right. and spring breaks. You listening, Hollywood? So this song is positive and fun from beginning to end, as you'd expect, that clown David Lee Roth. No, <laughs> really, I love Diamond Dave. This song evokes freedom, summer. You know you can barely see the road from the heat coming off. That's because really, it's, it's summer. Hot. Yeah, it's yeah. hot. Uh, but it's got this doomy bridge, which is more about the anticipation of sex than anything terrible about to happen. Then once wow. they, get, they get back into the major scale again, it's fun and positive for the last few dozen seconds of the song. Well, you do, you do have to create a little sense of danger and risk when you reach down between your legs and ease the seat back. I thought he was easing his seed sack, like his <laughs> balls were stuck to his leg. But sure, it is the summer. I guarantee yeah. they were, Yeah, but I'm not sure that's the lyric. I'm sure he had some... Uh, he probably shaves his balls, so it increases the, the stick-to-itiveness. Yeah. But he also had a bunch of girls there to slime his peen to keep it nice and slick. Uh, summertime girls. Um, oh, one... Uh, um, Another question to ask yourself as you're trying to figure out whether or not a song is Camaro Summer. Uh, would this song improve a game of beach volleyball? Oh, In yeah. this case, the answer yes. A resounding yeah. yes. Here's that doomy part. I feel like i got to take a little break from yeah, summer. Let's just, or, or a softball practice. Hey. Yeah, it's getting a little hot tonight. Yeah, getting a little hot tonight. It's steamy. Okay. I want to hear this, this uh, seed, mm. seed, seed sack. Here it comes, here it comes. No, not at all. No, yeah, not at all. Not it at all. it does kind of sound like that seed up. bag, though. Sea bag? Seed, seed bag. Seed bag? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll give you that one. All right. All right, good enough. Yeah. Let's hear it in Panama one more time before we move on. Thank you. Was awesome. <gasps> Cowbell. <laughs> this song is so good it doesn't even need any more cowbell after that. No, we'll take it from here, Cowbell. Uh, we'll give Loverboy a pass for being Canadian. This song is all American, true blue Camaro summer. Mm -hmm. Everyone's got eyes on you because when you show up to the party in your Camaro, that's when it all starts. Yeah, this song is fucking perfect. It's a fitting number one for once. <laughs> There's no wasted note or gesture in it. This is the absolute definition of blue-collar hard rock, and it's so goddamn American, like you said. I, I can't believe these guys are from Calgary. Fellas, they, they have summers in Canada. Barely. Sort of. Barely. And they also, just so you know, they built Camaros there. Yeah. So, fun fact. I did not know that. Yeah, in Ontario. I don't know shit about cars. Yeah. Well, but like 60% of their paychecks, take that's their beer money, taken out for <laughs> national health care. Yeah, so they got to save up for their Camaro Well, summer. good. They'll be able to recover from the damage that the beer's going to do to them they over time. They appreciate it. They appreciate it. 
Um, so there's a lot of implications. This is ready er, working for the weekend, by the way, which I didn't mention in case you didn't know. Yeah, already. you should know people, this already. Yeah, if you don't, God's fuck sakes. you. Um, there's a lot of implications in this song that aren't stated in the lyrics. I believe this song is about the fantasy of being in a rock and roll band, and the song itself, the musically, it drives like a car, and that galloping guitar thing we just heard after the chorus implies horsepower. Yeah. This song is nothing but bright, hot, and fun, just like the summertime. Yeah, that guitar part is really great. Like instead of a solo break, they just there's just an extra melodic hook that makes the song even more awesome. And I just want to say that you can't see it, but everybody in the studio is either tapping their their toe or hitting their hand against their knee or bobbing their head. That or this, doing all three. Yeah. I bang my head a little bit with the the guitar part. Do you guys remember um, Mike Reno in the uh, the Lover Boy behind the music? I never Where, saw it. Oh, it was great because he blamed Kurt Cobain for ruining the <laughs> career. So yeah, but then Kurt came, Cobain came out and everything changed, and Lover Boy didn't have a career anymore. I mean, uh, to me, if anybody killed Lover Boy's career, it was Poison because they were way prettier. Uh, to me, if anybody killed the, uh, their career, it was a Lover Boy <laughs> because their last few albums were. <laughs> Yeah, don't blame Kurt Cobain. If Loverboy had continued to build and build and build upon working for the weekend, Kurt Cobain never would have happened. Yeah. Everybody would be having such a good time, like his music would have gone under the uh, rug. But that is an erstwhile uh, genre. Uh, grunge did it. Yeah. All these guys have blamed him. I love... I, the, the guitar solo is really like a... Uh, they're like chugging over that first uh, part of the roller coaster. It kind of winds you up and then releases you. And I love how the song, just when you think it's over, they give you one more. Yeah. Come on, baby, let's go! They do mm -hmm. one more, just mm -hmm. when you think yeah. it's over. Mm -hmm. It's building and releasing tension in a way that Kiss has never been very good at. <laughs> Great, got great time, guys. It's going to be a great rest of the summer. And the epilogue is that JD eventually acquired a Camaro. Bought it for a thousand dollars, drove it for three years, only paid for oil changes, traded it in for a thousand dollars for a Honda Accord when my son was about to be born. Thank you. God bless America. Yeah. What didn't make the list, Steve? Wow, do you have this? I want to, I want to, I want to give the people a little taste of this because I didn't remember this until late last night, and it fits the genre so well. Uh, uh, Judas Priest on their Turbo Lover album, where they kind of tried to sell out and failed. They had a song called Wild Nights, Hot and Crazy Days that is an absolute gem if you're trying to find something that fits this genre. Is this it? That is yes. It. Yep, it's a little it. bit poisony, even. Yeah. It, I'm sorry I didn't remember its existence earlier yeah, it's, because it's fucking perfect. I was going to say it's criminal how, how this list is miss, missing Night Ranger. But you, oh, we worked it in. Yeah, you worked it in the beginning with Interstate Love Affair. It's awesome. It chugs along like a finely tuned V8. Night Ranger is a hard rock album I, or a hard rock band I forgot to look into. Yeah, man, it exists. Them all out. It exists. Right. Um, I would have put a plug for our show at the Whistle Stop on this uh, episode. Oh yeah, we're oh. doing a show at the Whistle Stop, <laughs> a live podcast recording. It's in two weeks. It's in two weeks. It's the Saturday live. of of San Diego Comic Con, July twenty third. I think we Fourth. said the wrong no, no. It's July 23rd sure. we said the wrong date last night it's Saturday July 23rd and whatever date you have in your head just make sure you show up at 4pm on Saturday Comic Con weekend at the whistle stop we're going to be listening to Celebrate Me Home from top to bottom and comment 
everything on all the tracks in ah, our crazy nutty crazy. way. It's going to be great. Also, Stone in Love by Journey. I liked it better than the one you put on, but I think we can agree they're both great songs. Not as beefy as Keep On Running. I think it's but, beefier. But it's put a it great summer grill. song. This, this one right here is pretty fucking beefy. Do we have anything else to plug? Oh, we'll also be at the at the Starburns booth sometime Saturday morning at Comic Con. So if you're at Comic Con, you want to you want to have us sign your balls? Yeah, I think it was about two. Yeah. Oh, we'll also are we, we're doing the uh, Feral Audio panel, panel on Thursday afternoon at three thirty at Comic Con. Yeah. So come and uh, flood the hall. Ask us all the questions. Yeah. Yes. So Harmontown feels bad. Yeah. yeah. Eat a dick, Harmontown. They're just kidding. They're nice guys. Yeah, they're our friends. Subsidizing all Subsidizing. the Subsidizing. <laughs> uh, what's the next? What's next week's episode, Hunter? Uh, it's gonna be hippie hop. I'm, hippie hop. It's it's gonna be the first the first foray into non-ironic rap, peace and love rap. Yeah, peace and love rap. I'm, I'm, I mean, just in general, this is our, really our first rap episode. I mean, we did trying raps, but it was it wasn't real. It rap. wasn't real. This is gonna be real. So I'm I'm doing my really real doing my work on this one. Keep it real. All right, find this week's Camaro Summer playlist by following J.D. Riznar on Spotify. It's one of your best, I have to say. It's a great playlist for the summer. I'll even add some songs we were considering on to it, just so you can rock out to it longer. you got to rock out yeah. to this motherfucker Keep right here. Keep that Camaro here. Summer going. Go to Feral Audio for show notes by Tim Malcolm or, and follow him on Twitter at Tim, Timothy Malcolm for fun facts about these episodes. Uh, send questions via Twitter at Yacht Rock. Follow J.D. at J.D. Riznar. Follow Hollywood Steve at Hollywood Steve H. Follow Dave at David underscore B underscore Lions. Follow Hunter at Hunter Stare. Like Yacht Rock on Facebook. Rate and review us on iTunes. Go to YachtRock.com for what will hopefully one day be a very useful experience. Thanks to Matt Lee for sending in the bumpers. Thanks, Matt. Again, we were, they were meant for the Steinman show, but I, and I forgot to play them, but they were a yeah. beautiful fit. They were great. Yeah. Yep. They were great. great. Uh, thanks for, to producer Dustin Marshall. He drives a 77 Camaro with four on the floor. I don't know what that means or if it even exists, but he'd look cool in it, I'd imagine. It does, and he would. Check out other Feral Audio podcasts at feralaudio.com. Yeah. Have, a, have a good summer, everyone. Good night, everybody. Put it on the grill! Put it on the grill! R.I.P. J.D.'s Camaro. Beef! Yeah!